0: Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbock, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they'd like to be remembered. We're going to give you a unique look into the lives of the people who make up our community. And as you know, I always say, people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So, let's get started getting to know this person behind this organization. Today my guest is Lindsey Messina ex- executive director of Austin 17 House located at 263 Route 125 in Brentwood New Hampshire Lindsey welcome and thank you for being my guest today
1: thank you thanks for having me i'm excited
0: it will be fun because i think that um, you know Austin House Austin 17 House has so much to offer Mm -hmm. And I would like to think that everybody knows about it, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I don't think everybody does. Mm -hmm. So let's start off by telling us what Austin 17 House is and what you do there.
1: Okay, cool. So um, Austin 17 House is a youth and family community center. Um, Our target audience is primarily middle and high school age youth, um, young adults and families. Um, and our reach is rather large. We don't have a specific location or area that our kids or families come from. Um, Some kids do come from the Seacoast area, um, but we also have kids outside of the, you know, Rockingham County area, um, as far as Methuen and Beverly, Mass. Um, So it really shows the need here. Um, So we are open four days a week right now. Um, We just launched two new days a week. Um, We offer creative arts uh, programming, um, we offer life skills, opportunities, extended learning opportunities, um, and we just launched a wellness and recreation program, um, but yesterday was very successful. as our first day, um, so we have some activities, and then Thursdays, we are launching um, a group called Fight Club, um, and this is for uh, individuals 25 and under that are in need of recovery services, um, any form of recovery whether it be substance related or just, you know, you're really struggling with a bad habit in life and you kind of need to overcome it and it's become like a real addiction, um, you know, come in and kind of get some peer support or just some one-on-one mentorship or whatever that looks like. Um, so that's, that's really kind of what we offer. Um, and those are the hours that we're open. And so I'm the executive director here. I've been here for five years now. Um, I volunteered my time as the director, um, for about four and a half, just came on full time in August of last year. So I've been here almost a year now, which is really exciting. Um, and I just kind of run the ins and outs of what we do and, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow, that's big. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> congratulations to you on being full-time. That's Thank you. Certainly for volunteering for as long as you did, you certainly have a passion for it. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit, I lost my connection with you. So yep. tell me a
1: little bit about Tuesday, what's happening on Tuesdays. So um, we just launched Wellness and Recreation, which is basically an afternoon and evening uh, filled, program night um, with all sorts of uh, activities that geared towards just overall wellness. Um, So we have like uh, exercise and movement classes um, using weights or we have yoga. Um, We also do outdoor uh, nature walks. Um, We'll have cooking classes to uh, learn how to cook with local and organic ingredients. Um, Now that summer's here, we're talking about the the importance of kind of eating, some of the things that are seasonally grown around here, how to grow those things, Um, you know, where to get foods that are locally sourced. So we're partnering with like farmers and things like that. Um, And then some of the other programs are just like basics on like how to chill. Um, We have EFT training, which is like tapping techniques to kind of help you through stressful situations if you're finding yourself anxious. Um, or dealing with anxiety or or like, you know, for a test or even like a sports event. And then uh, we also have a Zumba class, which is well attended. Um, It is really fun. It's in the gym. And then um, the evening, uh, we're open for recreational uh, opportunities in the gym. So you can come play basketball, play um, on some of the the game tables. We have pool, um, foosball, things like that. Um, and then you can also come and just kind of get some direction on how to be a better athlete, um, and participate in what kind of programs are happening. So that's just what launched yesterday.
0: Wow. Yes. And, um, I think you mentioned that it was very well received and went Mm -hmm. really well.
1: Yeah, we have a really cool team, um, that's kind of come together. We've been working on, on launching this for about six or nine months now. Um, with a group. And we've just kind of diligently started with, Hey, let's strategize on what we want to do. We're all like-minded about, you know, the idea of wellness. So let's have a couple meetings and that really create a curriculum that we could, you know, adopt here. Um, Everyone kind of stuck on board and was like, all right, let's make this happen. And then yesterday we launched it. So you were starting to talk about, you have a bunch of
0: um, mentors, um, seven or eight mentors that and that's where I lost you.
1: Yeah. So we have um seven or eight mentors that come in um and kind of have a specific profession that they want to um teach people about. So we have like a mentor in EFT, we have a cooking mentor who will teach you how to cook those things. Um we have a Zumba instructor, like you know, all of these different programs have somebody to kind of bring something to share. So it was really, it was really well received. So that is great. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I love that. And
0: so all of these folks are donating their time as well?
1: Most of them do. Um, for, for all of the programs we offer, we have, about, we have, about, we have a volunteer base of about 40 individuals. Um, and of the 40, I would say maybe five get stipends um, for being here. And that is um, uh, mentors. So mentors receive stipends. Those are professionals in the field with like five, you know, plus years of experience um, and have the opportunity to get, you know, receive a, receive a stipend for their time because they've put in the time. Um, and so we do offer that for people that are interested. Um, some of our mentors have decided that this is just a passion of theirs and they want to give back, um, which is tremendous and like really moving. We have some of like the most selfless young adults I've ever met um, between the ages of 18 and 35. And I mean, I don't know many, 20 year olds that like give would give up their friday night every friday night to just come and hang out teenagers like it's it's really a blessing to like see that kind of create, created here so that is that is
0: amazing actually mm-hmm. um it sounds like you have created quite a group of passionate people congratulations <laughs> hey. so Tell me a little bit about you, Lindsay. Where where did you grow up? Where are you from?
1: Um, so I'm from New Hampshire. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire. I moved to Fremont um, in 2010-ish. Um, I was going into high school. It was right before high school we moved to Fremont. Um, so I'm from I'm from generally this area growing up the last um, you know 15-ish years. Um, so I'm the oldest of five. Um, so I have a big family. We've always been super active. Um, my parents and my grandparents were very involved in the church. Um, my parents are deacons. They have been for years. My grandfather was a reverend um, and have always done um, community service to some degree. Um, so my, grand, my pepe actually um, started the men's home in Manchester called Helping Hands. It's right across from the Red Arrow Diner. Um, and it's a homeless shelter for men, and so he passed away fifteen ish years ago. Um, but it's still there, and um, it's so cool because I I've been reflecting on how did I like get to where I am right now, you know? And I'm like, wow, like I grew up um, in you know the Helping Hands entryway with my meme was the secretary, my mom was the bookkeeper. Um, so I grew up in that environment, and so now I'm finding myself in that. Same environment of wanting to give back and help people in need. Um, And my parents always, you know, we always had somebody living with us who needed. Support. Um, so I was, I even though I was the oldest, I always had like an older sibling to look up to. So throughout my life, I just had really great examples. And you know, I I went to high school here. I went to middle, uh, I went to middle school. Actually, elementary, and middle school. I went to in the building that I'm in right now at Austin 17. House. Oh my gosh, that is so. I <laughs> I went to from first to eighth grade at um, inside Austin 17 House, oh and it was gosh. it was a private Christian school. And uh, when we moved to Fremont, I left and I went to the public school. And so to be back after all these years, I was like, what is happening? I'm like, I'm walking through these walls and I'm like, I, I, through these halls and I'm like, wow, I went to, I was in first grade in this classroom, like crazy, you know, crazy how like things come back around. <laughs> so, so I grew up in the area. I, I know the area well, um, you know, I've tried to be plugged in as much as I can. Um, I've worked at a lot of different places, so, you know, it's, it's been crazy to see just the changes in, um, the last 10 years and like things that are really impacting youth and families or things at least maybe that I wasn't aware of that now I'm I'm more aware of because of the work that I do. So I got involved at Austin using Austin who was 17 and he was a family friend of ours. Um, and so I, I moved back home. And was like, hey, like, you know, um, I'm here for my family. All my siblings were devastated and we, we were losing so many young people um, during this time frame. And I, I was like, I know these people, like, you know, they're passing away from all of these, you know, really awful um, things. And I, you know, so I, I was given the opportunity to get involved when Austin House got started by Mark, the founder. Um, and I was like, okay, like, sure, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but you know, he seemed to have faith in me and I had some people that were interested. Um, then I really just think it was the grace of God that got me through because I look back at the last five years and I'm like, how did I get where I am right now? Um, and I think so much comes from, you know, like my grandparents sowing those seeds, my parents sowing those seeds, and then now me, you know, living out that fruit. And then hopefully now, you know, creating fruit for my future children, um, but that's kind of about me. That's kind of how I got here. Um, a little introduction to like, you know, my passion in, in getting involved. So I love it.
0: So t- tell me a little bit about your 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 parents. Um, what were their first names?
1: Um, Laura and Brian.
0: Okay. And you said that, uh, what were their professions?
1: Um, so my dad is, uh, he owns Royalty Car Wash in Derry, New Hampshire. Oh wow! Um, So he's the business owner, him and my mom own that. Um, And so he's grown up since I've been born. He's always pretty much worked in the car wash industry. Um, And then he he finally uh, purchased that location um, quite a few years ago. Um, And then my mom um, is a certified nutritionist. So she does that as kind of a paid hobby. But for the most part, she's been a stay-at-home mom, um, you know, with five kids. That's a full-time job. So um, she's been able to do her own, you know, things here and there. Um, but she, you know, she's a full-time mom. She works alongside me um, at the Austin house. She's actually my vice president on my board. Uh, so we've really kind of grown this thing together, which is really cool um, to see kind of happen. Uh, we're able to work together. I mean, we definitely see where we're the same because that's what we butt heads, which is kind of nice because, you you know, you see you're thinking the same way, but you just don't accept each other for some reason. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome.
0: That is so wonderful. To be able to work with your mom and Mm -hmm. carry on your passion and, and her passion, um, and your, and your grandparents' passion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and giving back to the community. Oh my gosh. That's so that's so nice. You know, there are really good things happening in the world. We there just, are, there are. You might have to look a little bit harder for them right now, but mm-hmm. they are there. They definitely are there. Absolutely. So, <laughs> tell me about your siblings. Are they um are they all local?
1: Um Yeah, so we're all we're very close. We're very close knit. Um they all live in the Rockingham County area. Um so uh, three of my siblings live with my parents. Um, and then I live, uh, by myself and then my sister, um, lives with her fiance. In um, we hang out at least once a week, Sundays, we're always getting together. Um, and then throughout the week as well, just cause you know, we're all working on different projects. Um, we're all quite independent or working in some line of work that allows us to kind of be flexible, which is nice. Um, so both of my brothers are videographers, um, and photographers, uh, they work in Derry, New Hampshire at studio lab. So they've actually come and done um, some mentorship at, here at Austin House for our media program, um, and we joke, uh, we tell people all the time, they're like, oh, how you know how are they so successful? Where they go to school? Um, and they they went to YouTube University. Um, they're still enrolled, <laughs> and you know are just kind of going through that, um, and have really done some really cool stuff. Um, and then my sister Katie, she's an artist. Um, she loves to paint. Um, she's very very talented um she also does tattooing um she apprenticed for a while so now she's kind of deciding where she wants to go with that naturally she was she did amazing so i'm really hope she, hoping she really pursues that um and then my sis my other sister molly um is a project manager um over at jewett construction uh, in fremont that's a great business as well yeah yeah so we're all very plugged in again my parents you know laboring for so many years for us have have really paid off, we're very successful, we're very blessed, um, so yeah, we all have our own area of influence.
0: Oh, that's great, it's so nice to hear families being, you know, liking each other, and and Mm -hmm. wanting to spend time with each other, and, um, and being close, I mean, being Mm -hmm. close, um, in vicinity, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's really nice.
1: It's something that we definitely see that is needed here at Austin House um, for our kids. And so really our atmosphere is very it's structured in the sense of you need structure. But it's very laid back in that we we're, fa- we're very family orientated. We try to really relate one another on a more personal level um, while learning boundaries and learning how to communicate better and um, you know, regardless of your experiences, you're growing, you're moving forward, how do you do that? Um, and so my family has always been very accepting and loving. Um, Sundays when we have our family dinners, uh, it's open door policy at my parents, anyways, but it's open door policy. And I mean, we probably have like seven or eight non-family members every Sunday that join us. And we're all eating all day long and hanging out and playing games and Um, you know, just like really re-establishing that idea of family for people who just don't have that and don't experience it. Um, and it's so crucial and it's so needed, you know, deep relationships where you can like you know be vulnerable and talk about life um it's it's a real blessing
0: oh my gosh i want to come to your sunday dinners
1: you are welcome to come i'll send you what my parents um address you can come hang out it sounds
0: wonderful i i just uh, it really does sound wonderful. you would love
1: my meme. your earrings are very much giving me my meme times so she lives with her parents she's lived with me my whole life so she would oh she'd be so excited okay <laughs> Fun.
0: I love that. So Lindsay, tell me I, I can't, I this will be very interesting. Tell me what a typical day was like growing up in your household.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> um so uh, when I was younger, we grew up. So surprisingly, even though I'm rather young, I'm 28 years old. Um, I grew up before like technology. I, I grew up when we didn't, we had a computer in the house, but it was like the black screen with the green typing like you couldn't go on the internet, like, you know, it was like that. So we would wake up, um, in the morning and we would eat breakfast and then we would run outside and play outside probably all day long. You know, we'd run through the woods, we'd go down to our neighbors who had their friend there. Um, we rode our bikes, like it was very active. Um, so that was probably most of our days. And then, like I said, my parents were very involved. They actually have always had a heart for youth ministry. They ran a youth um, program in Oklahoma um, for youth. And so we've always, my my family has always grown up with like youth groups. So they got very, they got very involved um, at the youth group at our church. So we were very involved, you know, with them, we tagged along, we were the whole family, you know? Um, So we were involved there. And then we always had family dinner, which I think is one, again, one of those things that like, just doesn't happen. There's so many videos and photos of us sitting around dinner um, and, and having food, it was just, you know, so important. Um, so that's never changed. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really, I think just my environment growing up. And then, um, when I hit high school, you know, I gained my independence and kind of did my own thing for a while as a rebellious teenager. Um, you know, I did end up figuring it out by, you know, 21, 22, I was like, all right, like, I don't know as much as I thought I did, and I'm going to humble myself a little bit. So parents, if you're listening to this and you have a teenager, I promise you, it will get better. <laughs> just give it some time. I'm sorry. It's just a stage. <laughs> so um, I, I got through that. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> that's just kind of how I grew up.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, well, you know, we all have our, you know, we all have that journey. To- we do. Mm-hmm. So. And there is an, uh, there is the other side, so you just have to go through it and uh no, to, to no. get for sure. <laughs> it's tough. It certainly is yeah. tough. Um, did were you involved in were you involved in sports or extra, um, you know, music or debate or anything like that in school?
1: Um, yeah. So I I was a cheerleader in high school. Um, so I in in. Was it high school? Yeah. High school. I played or middle school. I'm sorry. I played lacrosse um, and I did cheerleading. And then in high school, I did, there wasn't lacrosse at my school. So I just did cheerleading for the four years. Um, so I, I was a flyer, you know, doing backflips and things like that. Um, you know, 10 years later, I can still do a backflip, which is kind of cool um so that's something that stuck with me after all these years um but yes and I was pretty active um you know I got involved in different things uh at school and whatnot um so yeah oh that's great I love that um so did you go to
0: did you go to college um after high school or did you move right into the working world
1: So, um, kind of a little bit of both. So when I was a senior, I wanted to go to every, all my friends were going to college. And so I went to go to college. Um, and my mom was like, Lindsay, you're not emotionally ready to go to college. And I was like, so pissed. I was like, mom, I'm like, I'm going to college. Like, she's like, you're not ready. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I was so upset. So she's like, why don't you do this? She's like, why don't you check out, you know, aesthetic school? Cause I was very interested in aesthetics. I, my, uh, my mom had esthetician friends and she, my mom also did, you know, those makeup parties and stuff. So I liked makeup. Um, She's like, you know, if you're going to be high maintenance, why not go into a profession where you can like. You know, do that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, I went to aesthetic school, um, and I got my aesthetics license. So I am an esthetician, and I love skincare. And I and I freelance and do makeup. Um, so that's that was, I, I have to give it to my mom for really standing her ground because I probably would have been in a very different position had I went to college. Um, and so I, I do feel blessed that she was like, Lindsay, you were not emotionally ready. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so after that, I I did, you know, I worked in the salon world. I did some different things, um, but I still really wanted to pursue school. So my mom was like, hey, like I paid for aesthetic school. If you wanna go to school, like, you know, you can figure it figure it out basically. So I wanted some sort of business degree to market myself as an esthetician. So I went to Great Bay Community College and started business classes. I enrolled myself. Um, and then I took a couple business classes and I was like, wow, this is really dry. So then I took a marketing class <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, oh, I like this. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to change to marketing. So I changed to marketing, um, ended up graduating from SNU with an associate's. And so I, I uh, finished that, got involved in Austin House. It um, didn't really pursue any further schooling. I did a lot of certifications, though. Um, and then now I'm trying to finish up my bachelor's um, in psychology. Uh, Cause since doing what I'm doing at Austin House now, I'm like, okay, I need more information and education on this. So if I can get some background and knowledge and get credentials in like the same time frame, like why not? Um, so I should be finishing that this year. Um, but I, again, I appreciate my own journey in finding my degree um, because I've really been able to take my time and also been very blessed um, financially to kind of. Uh, get to do what I'm doing by by taking my own time. Um, in doing that, I paid most of my schooling out of pocket, which I do have to say I highly suggest because I feel like I cared so much more about how I did in school. And I've had scholarships here and there um, early on, and I noticed that anytime time I got a scholarship and I wasn't like paying for my class, all of a sudden I wouldn't do well in the class cause I wasn't like responsible for paying for it. So now like I've, I'm much better, um, but I had to learn that and I was like, wow. Um, so I, I feel like I've like earned it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've earned this, this degree. <laughs> so just some food for thought. Cause I know a lot of people aren't sure like, oh, I can't afford it. And I'm like, listen, take your time, like pay for things here and there. And sometimes it's like, hey, I don't need a degree, but I just want degree, but I just want the education. Take the classes, you know, can't hurt.
0: Exactly. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. You. So, Lindsay, let's tell me what your
1: very, very first paying job was. Oh boy, my very first paying job. Um, I nannied a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. I when I was in high school, I babysat for my aunt. Yeah. Two kiddos. Um, one was a toddler, one was a newborn. Oh wow. So I, I babysat them for a few years. Um, and then I nannied different families, um, after that. Uh, and then that has always been like a passion of mine. Um, so we're always working with kids, I guess. Um, and then when I was 20, when I started Austin house, um, I was nannying a family and that was the last family I nannied. It was two twin boys and oh. a young, uh, a little girl. Um, and they were like the best family. Like I literally, you know, really fell in love with them. So when, when they moved, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I quit, you know, I can't, I can't do that again. (laughs) So, um, but that was my first paying job. I was a nanny. Yeah. Oh, that's so
0: cool. So what was it that you learned from that, those from nannying? Mm -hmm. What was it that you learned that you've taken with you to every position that you've held?
1: Um, I think communication and life skills, um, because when you babysit, it's very different. Like, you know, you're just going over once every once in a while, you know, you're maybe feeding them, putting them to bed, but you're sitting on your phone or watching a movie. So when you're nannying, you're really kind of investing more of your time into them. Um, and so, you know, the life skills you learn is like, not just preparing meals, but like doing the dishes and the laundry and vacuuming and um, taking care of a home and like as a woman like those are skills that are really beneficial for you when eventually when you have your own family. So to learn them on your own independently is really going to help you in the long run. Um, So I learned how to kind of manage a home with kids early on Um, and that's like a really cool skill. And then also communication when you have bosses uh, or people, in, I guess, in authority um, over you, the parents, um, you have to really be able to be honest and say like, hey, like, you know, I'm seeing this with your kid. What do you think? And hope that they don't get offended or um, whatnot. But if you can do it in a way that is really respectful and like, hey, I'm worried about your kid. Like, you know, what do you think about this? And I offering um, alternatives uh, really is is a skill you kind of learn. Um, And I learned that over the years. I didn't always know that. Um, I definitely had my ups and downs. You know, you fail um, and then you get back up. Uh, So I wasn't always perfect, but those are some things that I've taken with me after years of, you know, nannying um, and really, you know, and being able to experience that.
0: You know, it's so important to learn. I mean, those are, those are big lessons, Mm -hmm. especially such an early age and to bring them with you, I, I can only imagine that they have helped you where you are right now.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So- and Austin house is like one big home. Like <laughs> that's how I look at it. And so I'm like, okay, I've learned all these life skills. Like I know how to manage a home. And now all of these rooms are just, you know, rooms in your home. And it's funny because I'll go to some of my volunteers and I'm like, Hey, like, can you go clean your room? And I just like have to stop for a second because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, but it's, they have their own spaces and I'm like, hey, you need to go clean the music room. Like we have people coming over. Like, it's just so cool to see how everything kind of morphs together.
0: (laughs) It's a kind of a big circle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Uh, (laughs) So let me ask you about your current life. (laughs) Lindsay, let's talk about your current life. Are you married, single, or looking?
1: Um, So I do have a boyfriend. um, And so his name is Derek. And um, he, we've been together um, uh, almost two years now, but a little over a year. Um, And we were friends for a few years. He actually started volunteering at Austin House, uh, like three three, almost four years ago, um, as a music mentor. And so, uh, we were friends for a long time. Um, and then a couple years ago, he was like, Hey, like, I like you. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, let's see what, let's see what happens. Um, and then he totally swept me off my feet. Um, so I'm very in love. Um, I'm very blessed. He's really come alongside me and like helped bring uh, so much structure to like what we do here. Cause I'm a big visionary. Um, and I like to just be like, wow, I see this big opportunity and like, go for it. Um, but you know, he really grounds me and being like, Hey, like this is what's obtainable right now though. And like, this is what you have to really focus on. So we make a really good team. Um, yeah. and our relationship is, you know, uh, really been cool. It's like kind of this, um, like sidekick, uh, you know, thing. So it's cool. That's really, I lo- that's really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, been sense, fun. it would make sense that you would meet somebody there. Like mm-hmm. spend the majority of your time there.
1: <laughs> I, I am very busy. Yeah. um, But I mean, what was funny is that I, I knew him for years. Like, you know, like I hang out with all these people all the time and I never knew he liked me. He liked me for like two years before he told me. And I'm like, what, you know, <laughs> like that's self-control. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was, yeah, it was really a blessing. I, I, you know,
0: (laughs) it happened when it was supposed to, it it
1: happened when it was supposed to, you're right.
0: So Lindsay, where do you see yourself personally and professionally in 10 years?
1: Personally and professionally. Yep. Um, okay. So I, uh, I think (laughs) so my life is very blessed. I, the last like six months, I've really been waking up and being like, wow, I cannot believe that I live the life that I do. And I'm able to do what I do. Um, which is, you know, make, try to make a difference for other people. And, um, uh, you know, I don't see myself really changing from what i'm doing i think if anything i found that my passion is giving back um in working with youth and working with families and restoring this um this idea of family in in communities whether that's just at austin house or whether that grows and expands um into other areas uh of new hampshire like you know uh wherever it takes us um, and then personally, you know, um, I am hoping to have a degree by then, um, to, you know, to really master my education. Um, but I've really found uh real fulfillment, um, in just, uh, relying on my walk with God to kind of lead me through these areas. Like I said, I grew up with my parents being part of the church. Um, and I really found my way back to that, that. Idea of community um, a few years ago that really changed my perspective on life, um, and so I really feel like my call and passion is to uh, bring that light into dark places. Um, and whatever tool God gives me to do that um, is what I'm going to do. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's where I I see myself in ten years. <laughs> I love that.
0: Uh, you said a, you said a lot in in that few minutes um but one of the things that you really said to me was how important family is and Mm -hmm. creating that I don't that bond between families and bringing that and spreading that Mm -hmm. bringing that back to Mm -hmm. to where we are today Mm -hmm. is so important and if anybody can do it it is you (laughs) You have such great positive energy and you have such passion and it just spreads. So, uh, I, I just know that you're going to do great things with whatever you put your mind to. Um, yeah. so good luck with that. And congratulations on, on working towards your, um, bachelors. That's great.
1: Yeah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there.
0: Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, as you said, you did it as you could, and as it was supposed to be. And that's, that's all that matters.
1: Yep. All that matters.
0: Absolutely. So, um, we are moving into the second segment now. So okay. um, thank you for sharing your story and your journey with us on mm-hmm. um, where you came from and uh, where you like to see yourself. I'm going to ask you the same 10 questions that I ask every guest. Mm-hmm. The first question is, what's your favorite word? Oh boy.
1: Okay. Um, so I like to use the word lackadaisical. (laughs) I don't know why, but once I start saying it, I keep saying it and I can't stop. So I just think it's such a fun word. And I'm just like, why not just be lackadaisical? Like, you know, just go through life, like whatever. So I think that's my favorite word.
0: (laughs) That works for me. I like it. What's your least
1: favorite word? No.
0: <laughs> that would make sense to me. Tell me if that would make sense. <laughs> what makes you totally laugh out loud, total belly laugh? I,
1: I don't know if it necessarily is like something specific, but I think the times I find myself belly laughing the most is is those sundays when we're like saying around and all of a sudden a memory comes up or something comes up and everybody is just you know like they can't control themselves um i think those are some of like the most important times because you're laughing but everybody else is laughing so it just makes it that much more intense um so i would say that those are the times that i definitely belly laugh the most
0: (laughs) that would make sense to me as well what just totally breaks your
1: heart makes you really sad i think just hopelessness just, like, not feeling like there's a way out, because there is, you know? Yeah. hmm Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? Um, I like wind. Like, if it's quiet and still, and you can just, like, there's, you know, no other noise, and you can just hear the wind, and you actually pay attention to it, um, it's really cool, because, like, it'll almost mimic the sound of, like, breath. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and and it's like one of the most peaceful sounds, you know.
0: It is, I agree with you.
1: Mm-hmm. What sound or noise just drives you crazy? <laughs> I would say, I don't know if I can say this, can I say silence actually drives me crazy? <laughs> I can't because I will start thinking and thinking and thinking, and I'd rather hear something than think to, to so you know what drives me crazy? My own thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> My nonstop <laughs> and quiet atmospheres. <laughs> that would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah you know, I feel like that's pretty loud when you're when your head is just thinking all the time. Like that's just keeping, you know.
0: <laughs> it's so true. It is so true, <laughs> and, it, and it, not being able to shut that off. Is yeah.
1: Like, oh. Yes, yeah, so you you have to turn something on to be like, all right, can like you just stop thinking for a second, like. <laughs> put
0: it to bed. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So this is a question that I'm going to ask you to um, mute yourself for the answer. Okay. So the question is, what's your favorite curse word?
1: (laughs) So I don't actually curse.
0: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I was, like, I
1: was like, I could say that, but that wouldn't make any sense. I'm like, I don't actually curse. Sure, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's just a habit yeah. I eventually, you know, grew into. I'm not, Again, like I'm not saying I always was like that, um, but I think after having to kind of be a role model to kids, I'm like, okay, like I got to figure this out, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense to me as well.
1: That's funny, though. I see what she did there, though. I, I do see that. <laughs> what
0: profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt?
1: I would always, I have always wanted to be, like, some sort of, like, FBI agent or, like, criminal investigator. Like I grew up watching, like, you know, NCIS and CSI Miami and, like, all of those crime shows, and I listened to podcasts and, like, you know, whenever there's, like, an emergency, like, I want to know what's going on. Like, I've just always... <laughs> like for some reason been drawn to that um and so if I yeah I've always been drawn to being some sort of like criminal (laughs) person like uh FBI agent of some sort so who knows maybe one day but
0: (laughs) so Lindsay you don't like follow those police cars when the sirens no
1: no no I, I am intrigued by it though I mean you know I can get lost in like You know, live PD on my phone for like hours if I love myself. You know, I just like, I'm so interested. I'm like, oh, wow, this happens. Like, you know. (laughs) Well, there's a lot out there
0: happening right now. There's a lot
1: out there happening. That's for sure.
0: Holy moly. So let's go the other way. What profession would you not want any part
1: of? So I appreciate men so much because I would never be able to do manual labor jobs that they do when you're driving and you see the construction workers in the middle of the winter and in the middle of the heat and they're putting themselves at risk I am like I appreciate you I would never want to do that (laughs) it's so
0: true it's so true yep yeah yep (laughs) my last question Lindsay is what would you like your legacy to be how would you like people to remember you or what would you like them to remember about you?
1: I mean, going back to family, I think about when my my Pepe passed away because um, I grew up with my meme, and my Pepe living with me. So again, going back to family, like I had them and then I lived with my parents and we all lived in one home. So when he passed away, his um, funeral really like, you know, moved a lot of people because he was so generous. Um, he was a missionary, you know, he gave his life, Um, not only preaching the gospel, but like being the gospel and like doing, you know, anything he could to help some, you know, other people. He was never angry, um, you know, never grumbled and complained. Like that was just the man he was. And, you know, you heard so many stories, stories after story about just, you know, who he was. And like I shared earlier, you know, because he he was who he was in my was, was, which is also, you know, a prayer warrior and a, and a woman of God, um, they have both built their own legacy, you know, with my parent, my mom, and then, you know, our our family. And so I think for a legacy, you know, I want people to remember me for the same things for being selfless, um, for not just, you know, claiming to, um, to know the word of God, but to actually like live it out and like be that example to people um, who really just need, you know, something to pull them out of that that dark place. Um, and I think when you again sow those seeds, the legacy you live leave behind is just changed people who live a transformed life. Um, and that's just kind of hope what I hope to leave behind is is people to be able to kind of walk out um what I'm what I'm doing. So not just talking the talk but walking the walk.
0: Absolutely. It's all
1: about application <laughs> for you. Well, I think you've got a heck of a start.
0: (laughs) You've certainly inspired me today. So um, I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. Been delightful. I have enjoyed our hour together and it has just been very inspirational. And where you get your energy, I don't know. but I want to know if you're going to be able to do a backflip in another 10 years.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I'll have to keep my annual backflips going so I don't lose it, but we'll see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So again, um, my guest was Lindsay um, Mazina from Austin 17 House located in um, Brentwood, New Hampshire. Um, Lindsay, is there anything else you would like to share with us about um, or share with us, period, about Austin, about you, about Mm -hmm. anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, uh, the biggest thing we have our, our annual golf tournament coming up at the end of June, um, we're looking for golfers, sponsors, um, uh, really just different fun- ways of raising funds. So if you're a business and you're looking for business sponsorships, um, you know, to use your advertising dollars, we have different levels. Um, and we also have different programs. Um That we're looking to to get funding for um, college and trades exploration or creative arts, you know, kind of all the things that we're doing. Um, So if there's people that are looking to sponsor a kid or a family member, um, we would really, you know, appreciate those things. We don't charge for any of our services. We do everything for free, Um, and our youth and our families are very blessed by that. So we really want to be able to continue to do that. Um, So I think that's yeah, that's really it. If you could you know, send some money our way, we would be greatly appreciated.
0: <laughs> that is amazing that you don't charge for any of the services that you provide, because if, if no one's ever gone to Austin 17 house where you guys yeah. are located, they really should, because it is an amazing space. Mm-hmm. I was blown away when I went there. Um, yeah. it really is truly amazing. And the things that you're doing to help kids, um,
1: is just great. So yes, that's great. So how would people get in touch with you? So they can go to our website, um, www.austin17house.org. So they can find my information on there or or our general contact information, um, or they can email us at austin17house at gmail.com and I'll get back to them. Perfect. Well, I love
0: that. Well, we are gonna wrap up. Again, thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, We really appreciate it and it's been delightful. Um, I'd also like to thank our listeners. Uh, We appreciate you joining us today as well. So for now, um, you can find our podcasts on the Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. They are also out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor.fm. So there are, are even on iHeartMedia. So um, there are other locations as well. Um, this is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director at the Exeter Area Chamber, signing off for now. But please join us again for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Bye now. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit ExeterArea.org.